It's time for Girls in Golf Podcast with your favorite hosts, Lex and Sarah. Ladies, when you're ready. Hello, happy Wednesday. Welcome to Girls in Golf, part of the Callaway Podcast Network. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud, hit the subscribe button, and uh, then you can listen to us every time we come out with a new podcast. Um, Lex and Sarah in studio. We're actually recording on a Friday, so happy Friday, Sarah. Happy Friday. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. We started, decided to record this at like 9 o'clock in the morning so that we both have like our coffees yeah. and be energized. We're hyped. We're hyped. <laughs> hyped. And it's almost the weekend. And yeah. Yeah, let's do this. Let's, let's do it. So I have a fun fact before we start the show. My best friend texted me this morning. She's a reporter up in San Francisco, and she was like, guess who I'm interviewing today? And I was like, who? She's like, Caitlin Bristow. And I was like, oh my gosh. I know. We just had Caitlin on the podcast um, a few weeks ago when her and Jason were in town for a fitting. And um, she's really cool. So if you are in the San Francisco area, you can check out her interview with my friend Christina um, on KRON, I think. And uh, you can always go back and listen to our podcast wherever you listen to pods. Listen to all of them. All actually. of them. They're all good. Some Another fun fun story. Our first podcast guest, none other than the greatest female golfer of all time, Annika Sorenstam, was um, honored and like inducted into the PGA Hall of Fame last week. Did you know That's, that? I, I knew that. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of other people knew that. So <laughs> well, let's, let's share it. Well, let's blast awesome. it out. You can also go listen to that podcast. Hopefully we'll get Annika back in studio soon or on the phone. Yes. Um, because she's just the best to work with. Yes, she yeah. is. There's a lot of great stories. And we'll do a deeper dive later on in a different podcast on that. But today, yes. uh, you want to tell people what we're talking about today, Lex? Yeah. After I fix my chair. Man. Um, yeah. So today, we we know we kind of talked a little bit about ourselves on our first podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but we thought, or I thought, <laughs> when I was putting it together, I was like, hey, maybe we could do a podcast so that like listeners can get to know us better. And Sarah was like, yeah, yeah let's I mean, do it. Yeah. We want you guys to know who we are instead of just us being two random girls talking. Yeah. And, you know, just and Sarah has said to me before, like, we are more than golf. Like, yes. we work at a golf company, but that's not our lives. Yes. So obviously, like, if you guys do want to know how we got into golf and how we got started as kids, uh, like Lex said, please go back to episode one. Mm-hmm. But today we're going to talk about everything else besides golf. Yes, everything else. Okay, so let's start with the basics. Yeah. Um, where are we from? Uh, where we grew up? And one quick fun fact about our personal lives. Okay, great. I'll go first. Um, I'm from Tucson, Arizona, also known as the Dirty T. Um, <laughs> for those of you Zonies out there. Um, I actually, fun, my fun fact is that I lived on a mountain for three years. Um, my first three years of school, I was in a one-room schoolhouse with 15 other children. I didn't know that, Lex. Yeah. You never told me that. <laughs> I did That's awesome. Oh, yeah. So people, um, I used to say that in high school, like when I, like when I started going to public school in third grade, um, like eventually I would always say like, oh, when I came down from the mountain and I didn't realize like how weird that sounded until my <laughs> junior English teacher was like, I was saying something in class and she was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you did what? I was like, I used to live on the mountain that's like north of Tucson. She was like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. So my, um, my dad worked up there and my mom did too. She was worked in the gift shop in town. It was like a really tiny little town. And that's why I learned to um, ski and 
I, I can just picture that. Knocked this. out my front teeth on the monkey bars. And it sounds so fun. <laughs> um, so quaint and quiet. Um, yeah, it was good. I grew up there until I went to college in Phoenix. What about nice. you, Sarah? Um, so I'm originally from Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. Menominee, like sea anemone, but yes. Menominee. It's a Native American town um, originally. And it's 20 minutes outside of Milwaukee. So normally I just say, hey, I'm from Milwaukee. Um And I guess a fun fact about me is, so my name is Sarah, obviously, but uh, my parents decided to name me that after watching the movie Terminator, (laughs) because the the lead actress was Sarah Connor. So basically, my parents wanted this, like, badass heroine, and then they got me. No, don't say that. You are badass. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm not, like, going to save the world one day, so. You mean mean, Angelina Jolie is not going to play you? Well, I've never seen seen Terminator, because (laughs) Angelina Jolie was Tomb Raider. (laughs) I'd love if Angelina Jolie played me. That'd be great. Uh. Um, But I don't see that happening anytime soon. (laughs) So I'm just Sarah, regular Sarah, not not Terminator Sarah. So that's that story. That's funny. Okay, so moving on to college. Yeah. What, what's your story, Lex? So um, you might have heard this if you've listened to um, Ship Show or, well, actually, yeah, if you've listened to Ship Show, you might have known this about me already. Um, I went to Arizona State University. It was a nice big trader from my Arizona Wildcat family. Ooh. My mom actually works at the U of A. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I'm a Sun Devil through and through now. Graduated. They gave me my um, degree in journalism and broadcast journalism. I wanted to be a like TV director for sports. So mm-hmm. my like goal once I got to school was pretty much to direct college football. And now here I am in the golf industry, which we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah. But um, college was super fun for me. Uh, my first like an interesting thing is the first four four semesters. I moved every semester because I started at the University of Arizona in undergrad. I started as like an undeclared major, decided I wanted to study journalism, went and cried to my mom and said, I have to transfer schools, (laughs) which transferring schools is a big pain in the ass, by the way. Um, And so I transferred and then, um, you know, obviously second semester, like sophomore year, second year, you get. Um, you move usually out of the dorms into something so I had moved into an apartment and like midway through that semester turns out one of my roommates has a stalker from high oh, school no. Yeah, um, no. yeah so then I had to move within the apartment complex into another apartment with new roommates and then after that I was like F it I'm living by myself <laughs> <laughs> um, but I journalism was super fun for me it was really cool because I didn't really um like know what I wanted to study and I Mm -hmm. took this quiz while I was at U of A and every major possibility that came back for me was a language except Mm -hmm. for journalism and I kind of was like that's odd I was like well I guess I'm gonna study journalism um Mm -hmm. I always knew I minored in Spanish so like the Mm -hmm. language was not uh, that was when I when you thought about how much I loved Spanish and loved learning like how to communicate in a second Mm way it was like I could have like majored in Spanish and probably like traveled and done all this like cool stuff and become a Spanish teacher or Spanish professor. Mm-hmm. Um, but but you're a storyteller. You're a storyteller. I'm a storyteller. Yeah, and you're really good at it. Thank you. I mean, like every podcast, you're really good at talking. And I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to keep up, but no, uh, I'm getting better. I'm getting better. You're doing just great. As, just um, as good as you. <laughs> well, so you're in graphic design, yes. and you have wanted to be in like art or design for a long time, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, 
not a good talker, but I'm a good artist. <laughs> so I've always loved art growing up. And then um, when I went to college, I decided to major in graphic design. So that is um, what I have a BFA in uh, graphic design emphasis. Um, and my long-term goal is to be an art director. So I started off, you know, junior designer, moving up. And then someday I, I would love to do more of art direction, uh, creative direction, brand direction. Um, but uh, for me, college was awesome as well. You know, it's not just studying. It's also the people you meet, mm -hmm. uh, the networking, the stories, the fun times. Um, however, I almost got expelled. This <laughs> right I did not before, know. Right you, before I graduated. You like hinted at this yesterday and I was like, wait, 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 yes. wait, wait. You, yeah, of so, all people, I know, right? I'm like a goody two shoes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like afraid to do anything wrong. Yeah, but yes, I almost got expelled along with a couple of my other classmates. So, um, in we have a at my college, there is a graphic design um, computer room mm -hmm. where we have all graphic design courses, and right, um, right before exams start, um. Usually, usually the lab is left open a little bit later. However, this last year it wasn't. Um, the lab closes around, I want to say like 10 or 11 at night. Mm -hmm. And being creative people, a lot of the students there, you know, liked to work late at night, mm -hmm. like one, two, three in the morning. Yep. So a lot of people, you know, didn't always have their work done on time. So... Um, after the lab was closed, um, or right before it, w it would close, what we would do is we would have one person hide in the cabinets. Oh my gosh. Yes. And this, I mean, this would, this happened even before I was at the college. Like, this was happening every single year the students would do this. So mm -hmm. this was nothing new. But one person would hide in the cabinets, everyone else would be kicked out, and then, you know, the, the lab would be shut down and the the security would go home for the end of the night well you know once everything was shut down and closed the person in the cabinet would crawl out oh my god unlock the door and let everyone back in well, and then you're so you're like a perfect cabinet person you're yes, so teeny tiny yes there were a couple of us you know cabinet designated cabinet people so the cabinet person would let us back in and then the designers would work students would get to work you know all night long mm -hmm. up until you know, class started again at 8 a.m. in the morning. Oh my God. So I don't know how or why, because like I said, this had gone on for years and years, even before my time. I don't know how or why, but someone found out and they were able to track who snuck back into the lab by tracking our printing record because every time we sent stuff to the printer, mm. you could see whose name printed. And, and sure enough, time and all yes, what time. My name was one of the names on the printing record, <laughs> oh along with gosh. 20 other yeah, of my students. Of who, when we were all like about to graduate. We had like, you know, we weren't bad kids. We had like 4.0 GPAs. Yeah. We were like the top of the class. Like yeah. we were and they good were like, students. What the hell? Yeah. So um, luckily, our the head of our department, you know, talked with, you know, all the top level people to kind of save our ass he he was like you know these are good students they're only doing this because they want to make the best work possible you know get amazing yeah, and jobs this is when they work yeah this is when they work like they've asked to have hours open later and nothing has been done so yeah. 
Um, so basically, our punishment was to write a letter saying that we were sorry mm. um, and how Repent. dangerous it could have been for us to be in the lab. So yeah, I mean, my letter was very sarcastic. I apologized how a printer could have hurt me, um, basically. But yeah, we had to like write that letter. Otherwise, um, drastic measures could have been taken. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so I, I luckily did graduate. I have my degree. <laughs> Uh, and now I have a, a good story. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a great story. Yes. I can't believe you haven't told that I know. before. Yeah, I don't tell many people because it still gives me chills to this day. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Well, so you were in Wisconsin. How did you end up here? Yeah, so I, I've been, I lived for 22 years in Wisconsin and I've kind of always hated it. Um, I'm not a fan of the cold. I'm not a fan of a lot of the sports out there. Sorry, guys. I do love the Packers, though. Go Pack Go. Um, but when I graduated college, I knew for sure I wanted to try living somewhere else. So I applied to New York, mm-hmm. um, Chicago, you know, all everywhere on the West Coast. And I eventually got uh, an interview out in California with my with a company, mm-hmm. um, the place where I worked before here. So yeah, I, you know, got that interview, ended up getting the job offer. And I decided to pack up my car with everything I owned, which was very little at the time because I was a broke college student. <laughs> and um, me and my friend drove out from Wisconsin to California over four days, I think. Wow. So, yeah. And we, we made a couple of pit stops, you know, in the Grand Canyon, uh, a couple of places in Utah and, and stuff like that. But, yeah, that's that's how I made it out to California. That's wild. Yeah. So how'd you make it out here, Lex? Mine is so much more underwhelming than that. <laughs> I mean, I lived six hours away. I, I actually, my family and I used to vacation out here in Carlsbad. Like, this is where we would come in the summer when we needed to get out of the 120-degree heat. Yeah, um, it gets hot out it there. It's so hot. People always ask, you know, like, what do you do when it's that hot? And it's like, what do you do when it's negative degrees? Like, you stay inside. Yeah. And, or you like, or you get in something warm. In our case, you get in something cold, like a pool. Um, but, anyways, I was um, so I was my senior year, sitting around the newsroom, and I was like, man, you know, like all the reporters and stuff are all they're all getting jobs, like offers. And mind you, they're like in the middle of nowhere. Because this is what happens when you go to journalism school: you go to a really small market, or mm-hmm. like a decent sized market if you can get in one you take a job that's going to be um crazy hours and all this stuff well in sports um because that's news in sports it's a little different um there's like a lot of entry-level positions but they're a little harder to find because sports is a really tight-knit community um and so it's a lot of reference-based jobs and i had not found one yet it was like um march or april yeah, it might have been like it might have even been mid to mid April. So I was like a few weeks from graduating and I had no job. <laughs> and um and my a friend of mine that worked with me on the um on the newscast had mentioned that he had applied for this job out here in San Diego with mm-hmm. um the Fox Regional out here. And I was like, "Oh man, I it wasn't posted really anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um he had just he had met one of the producers at spring training and they had told him to apply Mm -hmm. and i was like oh i would be so good for that job like it would be so much fun like i already pretty much i think like i think i'd be really good for it but you know i'm gonna wait and see what happens with this guy and my coworker, my comrade my 
classmate um, didn't get the job and decided he was going to go to Europe for the summer and I was like can I have that producer's information and um, and I emailed them and I had a phone interview and then I had the job and they were like when can you start and I was like well I have to graduate yeah, in that's like three pretty, weeks that's pretty yeah important. that's kind of important um, and so I you know I waited three weeks I went out the week before graduation I had no classes because mm-hmm. um, journalism we don't do like finals week or anything you do a last newscast and that's it so um, came out worked for a week and I moved my stuff and then I went back for like three days to graduate and then I came out and I worked immediately and wow. I, was, so I was at um, Fox Sports San Diego for um, the 2015 season um, of baseball. And That's it was amazing. great. I L- loved it. Little yeah. girl in a big place. Yeah. It was a really big change. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I, you know, for you, it was a cross-country move. For me, it was I, I just not knowing anybody. Even when I went um, to ASU, I think I had a couple of connections. But, you know, after going to, going to college is different. When you move out to a new place, mm-hmm. I'm sure most people can relate. It's like, if you don't have any family or anything. Yeah, it's hard. It's just you. It's still hard. I mean, yeah. I've been here five years now. And I have friends. I mean, you're, yeah. my, you're my friend, right? Mm-hmm. right yeah. Now, yeah. Friends. <laughs> I mean, we're friends. Yeah. But, I mean, it's hard. Like. I still don't have family here. I don't mm-hmm. know that many people. So yeah, it's it can be intimidating. And yeah, yeah, especially when you're young too, because you don't know who you are when you're young. You're oh, still figuring a lot of shit, a lot of stuff out. We could do a whole podcast on figuring out who you yeah. are. <laughs> let's let's do it. Yeah, that'd Stay be tuned. good. Yeah, figuring out who you are. Oh, okay. um, yes, yeah. So uh, I mean, working at Fox is huge. Like that's a huge company. That's, yeah, I'm sure you had like. It was it was a pretty big deal, and I didn't really realize it until I was immersed. And um, you know, I've over the last couple of years adopted this like philosophy of not being like competitive. Mm-hmm. But when I was there, I was. Yeah, it's a very uh, and it it's unfortunate that like the production assistant world is actually pretty competitive because mm-hmm. you are like there's a pool of production assistants, but you're all competing for probably one job that's higher because they don't have a lot of it's advancement is tricky. And, um, and you're still a freelancer, which as a designer, you know what freelancing is like, it's Mm. pretty, it's really uncertain. And, um, you know, for a while my hours fluctuated and, um, yeah, you were working like 80 hour weeks, right? Once I got the job here. Yeah. So for Fox, I was part-time for a little bit since I was late to the PA game. Um, I got a little less hours at the start and then, um, I got a call from my boss at school Mm -hmm. um and he said like do you have time to possibly take on another gig and i was Mm -hmm. like yeah and so then i had a phone call with jeff who's now been my boss for four years yeah um and i came up and did an interview and they were like he was like i'll work with your schedule we just need somebody they actually needed somebody to help with callaway live which was our um, live web show at the time and I uh, I ran audio at first, and that that was like the first part of my job. I wasn't even an editor, which mm-hmm. is what I've like grown into now, editing and producing. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I was working both jobs for over three months, and it was yeah, those were That's my crazy. my eighty hour weeks. Like I I think I went um, almost all three of those months with like one day off. That's crazy, but I yeah. mean it paid off because look at where you are now. Yeah, it I would have and I would do it again in a heartbeat, like. Mm-hmm. I even though I say I worked 80 hours I still like sometimes my shifts at Fox would be 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. so Mm. I'd have like half days here and there or um, something but sometimes I would do that shift and then come here Mm -hmm. Um, but it's I think it's really worth it to work 
to work like that for at least a small amount of time because um, it's really cliche, but yeah, it does. It builds a lot of character when you're forced to work when you're tired Mm -hmm. and produce something that's still really good um, and stay focused and stuff. And you know what? It makes you realize like, if this is actually for you, if you mm-hmm. love it that much, just continue to stay in it. Because if you don't, leave. Yeah. And yeah. I will tell you, I was, even though like getting up that early was like a big pain in the butt, I loved going to work and mm-hmm. I still love going to work. Same. So it's, it's all, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Well, so that's how I got to Callaway. How did yeah. you get here? So like I said, um, my last company was, uh, moved me out here from Wisconsin they are an audio company and they own a couple different audio brands. Uh, one of the brands that they own that most people would recognize, I think, is Polk Audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was their designer. I did all of their brand design, web design, email, um, social. I ran their social media mm-hmm. um, accounts. So I was a little bit, I wore a lot of different hats, did a little bit of everything. Um, so I, I loved what I did. I loved the people that I worked with. It was a great environment. However, you know, I had no interest in audio at all, you know, yeah. so I couldn't really connect with the product. So after three years there, I knew I wanted to kind of find an industry that I had more in common with. And I ended up seeing the job posting um, for a graphic designer at Callaway. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, shoot, I like golf. Mm -hmm. I'll apply, see what happens. (laughs) And sure enough, you know, I got a first interview with with the recruiter. Um, And I almost didn't, I almost didn't get this job either. (laughs) I almost missed it. So um, that story. Thanks, cell phones. Yeah, Yeah. so um, the recruiter at Callaway had told me, oh, you're gonna get a call from our creative director, Chris. Mm -hmm. Chris Villardo, um, and he, he he really likes your design. He really wants to talk to you, and I was so excited. I had the time already. I was, you know, I had to leave my other job and mm-hmm. sit in my car waiting for this call, and I never got the call. So I was like, "What is going on? Like, did he just decide, you know, not to talk to me? Did they hire someone else?" So I emailed the recruiter, and I was like, "Hey, I don't know what's going on. I never got the call. Really excited about this job. I would love to continue with an interview." And the recruiter replied to me going, he called you several times and you never answered. Uh, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So I went back in my phone records and it turns out that my phone had blocked Chris Chris's number. Freaking technology. Yeah, and I didn't realize it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why it did that either. But he had called me three or four times. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like when I unblocked the number, I had voicemails from him saying like, hey, Sarah, you know, like, don't know what's happening, really want to talk to you, give me a call. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I blew this. I blew yeah. my chance because um, I'll be honest, most creative directors are not like Chris. Chris is yeah. very... Um, he's special. Yeah, he's a very special guy. Very you know, emotional person, cares mm-hmm. about everyone. A lot of creative directors are not like that. They're, <laughs> they do have an ego and if you don't, if you're not there, if you don't show up on the time that you have your interview, they'll just that's next it. yeah um so i'm very thankful that chris is not like that um because i was able to schedule another <laughs> interview with him and yeah and he just kind of when i did talk with him he just kind of like pushed it aside and was like oh no worries <laughs> you know always really love your design oh want to chat with you Classic. so yeah um that is how i got the job at callaway however 
um even though like i i love golf i yeah. wasn't like oh yeah callaway will be so fun you yeah know, i wasn't like super pumped at first because you know there's that stigma that golf is very traditional mm-hmm. you know corporate kind of boring yeah. and i i did have that mindset going in into applying mm-hmm. however once i got here i realized that's not correct at all yeah. um callaway is probably the most progressive large golf brand out there yeah um we, there's like a lot of fun people here mm-hmm. we do a lot of amazing things and every day i'm so excited to come into work because yeah. i'm I know whatever I'm gonna be working on is I'm really going to enjoy. Yeah. Um, and like another thing that like stereotype that I thought that I'd have here is, you know, it, it'd be very male dominated, which it is, it is to, to some point, but there's also a lot of women here. Mm-hmm. Um, a have, third of our headquarter yeah, like employees are women. Are women, a mm-hmm. couple hundred, yeah. So um, yeah, I love, having the chance to work with all different types of people here too so yeah i it's funny that you say like you didn't immediately think this would be like something really cool because i felt kind of the same way Mm -hmm. i was like well it's great to know that they're doing a live web show like that's something that i can do but like what the heck does a golf company need like a production assistant for yeah like really you know and then i and then i came here and i realized like all of the content and stuff that we do it's nuts yeah um it's just, yeah, you're right. It's really progressive. And as far as brands go, it's definitely, I think it's changed the way that I see the world of golf, um, especially because we are lucky to work for a company that is open to doing new things yeah. and changing the space. And um, and our department yeah. is also dedicated to that. Yeah, so, and I mean, the reason, like, our podcast is the reason why our podcast is even here is because <laughs> the company is open to new amazing ideas mm-hmm. that and this is one of the de- ideas that we had and we pushed for yeah so yeah surprisingly enough mm-hmm. i don't think if you had asked sarah or i like a couple years ago if we would be doing something like this neither of us would have said yes mm-hmm. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that we wouldn't have said yes to the podcast just we wouldn't think that we would be here um but it's really cool because this this podcast is something that we want to use to connect women to golf because it's something that we find valuable and that we find fun mm-hmm. um not only that we get to work in it but that it's it's a it's a good thing for women to be in and yeah. we want it to be a much more open space and so hopefully through this podcast once you connect with us after getting to know us a little bit better you can also connect to golf yeah yeah, yeah. And there, there aren't a whole lot of spaces dedicated for women like Mm-mm. this in golf so we really want to push for that we yeah. want we want inclusion yeah so that's what this is all about well let's um let's give the people a little bit of like a fun insight to us now now that they're like they got a little childhood story and um and like a a journey to callaway (laughs) um what is your biggest pet peeve on the golf course oh that's a good question um i'd have to say it has to do with slow play. Yeah. Um, I don't mind people, you know, slow play. I understand there are beginners and people who are still learning. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. My issue with it is people who don't allow you to pass or play through when there are slow play. Yeah. And then you have to sit at each hole for 20 minutes. So instead of like a four-hour game, you're you're having an eight-hour game. Mm-hmm. That is That drives me insane. Yeah. Well, how about you, Lex? I uh, recently it has developed a little bit. I um, I like 
it drives me bonkers when people do not fix their divot marks on the greens. Oh, I cannot yeah. stand when I walk up there, especially if my ball has been impacted by that divot. It's like you couldn't take the tea out of your pocket even to just fix yeah. the stupid thing. Um, I understand not everybody carries like a divot repair and whatever. Just take a tea. Yeah. And just Same fix thing. the stupid thing. I Same want a thing. smooth roll, okay? I, I think that's all what we all want. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's my golf pet peeve right now, currently. Ask me again in a month, it might change. <laughs> All right, yeah, same. We should do this, like, yeah. every couple episodes. Yeah, let's do it. Because it'll change. Yeah, what and about, this is, like, prime golf weather for us yeah. right now, so we'll be playing a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. so what about, um, what about like, a normal pet peeve? Ugh, mispronunciation, Non-golf. no doubt. Mispronunciation drives me off, up the wall. <laughs> I can't stand it. When people say, like, names wrong, when <laughs> they say, like, words that I literally know how they're – and, like, it It also is a – like, I was just sitting in Jason's office, Jason Finley, our, uh, my ship show co-host and, um, and our director of golf ball and package sets. I was sitting in there, and I, like, realized I didn't know how to say the rubber – that our like golf ball is made out of yeah. and it like whenever i'm trying to say something that i don't know how to say i always go like mm-hmm. yeah and i make like a weird face and i like mumble through it because i hate mispronouncing things my roommate in college one well one of my many roommates <laughs> um she used to say videography oh that's weird. and i was like it's videography there's yeah. one o well well never mind Video. That, that yeah, actually, there is yeah. videography. One O, not videography. Sorry. So no, I mean your pet peeve actually makes sense because okay, I have a very, I don't have a strong Midwest Western accent anymore, yeah. but it does come out like I say mm-hmm. bag instead yeah. of bag. bag. Um, and so sometimes I do pronounce people's names not wrong, but a little inaccurate. Yeah. And you called me out for it one <laughs> day. So I know I Annika's name, Annika Sornstam. Yeah. I sometimes say Annika because I have those long A's. And when I said that, you're just like, Sarah, it's Annika. Just to let you know, it's Annika. And I'm like, no, ever since then, I stopped for a minute and I'm like, Annika. This was when we like weren't even friends, really. We had just started working on this project together. But like when you said that, I was like, uh, yeah, twitch. I saw it in your eye. You just like wanted to slap me over the head. Like it's Annika. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But no, no, it's not. It's nothing personal. I swear. I I mean, I should, I should say it correctly because (laughs) it's yeah. It's kind of you should say someone's name correct. Um, I also I've done it in the past. Um, one of the designers that we have here, her name is Ava. Uh, but when I first met her, I, I said Eva, mm-hmm. you know, long E with yeah. the Midwestern accent. Yeah. And she's like, no, it's actually pronounced Ava. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so I do know that is your your biggest pet peeve. <laughs> I know. So mine is actually kind of similar. I have two. Yeah. So my first one is um, grocery carts. Oh, yes. You have, yeah. You told I, me about this. I cannot stand people who do not put their grocery carts away in a parking lot. Like, if you make the effort to get a grocery cart because you need one, you have enough effort to put it away so it doesn't hit other people's cars in in the parking lot. Like, come or on. Or it's not like when you walk in the doors, there's not like a mass of yeah. carts that are just like crammed in yeah, there. Yeah, it's like basic human decency. Put your cart away. <laughs> I saw this guy the other, I went to the grocery store the other night at like 8 p.m. And there's like this big muscular guy. Yeah. And he didn't put his cart away. And I'm like, dude, 
you are more than capable of doing this. Like, look at your muscles. Put your damn card away. Told him that, or he could have just like subtweeted. Yeah, would have been good. Um, What's your second one? My second one is this is the one that's similar to yours of not pronouncing names but spelling names correctly. Yeah, uh, in emails, especially like our our Callaway emails start with our first and last name. Mm -hmm. So obviously, people see my name is spelt S A R A H. And a lot and your of name people is so not hard to no, spell. No, it's not. Like if you already know, like you see my email signature, you see my name in my email, please address my the email that you're gonna send me correctly with the H. I've had so many people leave off the H. And I see they do it to other people too, like Yeah. And I, it just drives me insane. I'll let it go once, but when you keep doing it, I'm like, come on. Yeah. That's it that is uh in written form, there's like almost there's pretty much no excuse. No, especially since you can look it up. Yeah, it's yeah. I totally get that. Yeah, I, yeah. And like especially brutal. like if you're emailing someone, you're most likely asking them for something. Mm-hmm. So if you need something from them, spell their name correctly yeah, first. Spell their name right. Like they're going to be more inclined to give you what you need if you are spelling their name yeah. correctly. Yeah, it's so true. Um. What do you like to do outside of the office? Oh, good question. Um, so, unless you just work all the time, I do. I do actually work a lot. Not just you know at Callaway, obviously, but I do take on a lot of f- freelance work. Uh, less less lately, just because mm-hmm. um, we're so busy here. But I have done a lot of fun, creative design projects. I've done murals before for companies and restaurants. I've done hand-lettered chalkboard menus around for different San Diego restaurants. Mm-hmm. So that's always fun. Um, but non-work related, um, I like to do, I like to travel a lot. Um, yeah. My boyfriend and I will do small trips out to like the desert. Uh, he has a truck and we have like a kind of homemade tent thing. So we sleep in the truck and we've been to Big Sur. We've been to Sequoias, uh, a lot of the other national parks. And then we also have done uh, larger trips. We've been to Italy. Um, we've been to New York mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So yeah, I love traveling. I love just taking time away and being outdoors. Yeah. So what do you like to do in your free time? Well, in my free time, in the uh, four hours a week, usually ish, four ish, I um, I'm actually a bar instructor, which I've talked about a little bit before, but um, that kind of came about because that was my like chosen workout that I did once I moved here because. Mm-hmm. Boutique fitness is like super big in San Diego. And I at the time was living down in Point Loma. And so when on Fridays, when I went to leave the office at a normal time, it took me an hour and a half to get home. And I was like, I could sit in my car for that time or Mm -hmm. I could go work out and then drive home and I would still get home pretty much around the same time. So I started going to bar and um, after like a year or so, a teacher position opened up and my owner asked me if I wanted to train. And I was like, yeah. That'd be awesome. So I teach bar a few times a week. Um, I also like to play the guitar, which I've done um, since I was really little. Off and on, um, did like classical guitar for a long time. Lots of like memorizing music and finger picking. Side note: yeah. I need to hear you play the guitar. Oh, um, can we do it on the podcast I don't one day? Play for people. Well, maybe you just play for me, and we'll get okay. to the point someday where you play on the podcast. Okay, that's a good plan. I think. Um, yeah. I could do that. I'm working on it. Um, And I'm much more comfortable in front of people now than I used to be. And you'd think it's kind of funny because I danced for a long time and um, being in front of people was never really an issue. But like Mm -hmm. once I have to speak or like perform by myself, 
that's when it's, it's kind of freaky. Um, I really credit my ability to like be um, in front or forward facing to my high school Spanish teacher because mm-hmm. I had her all four years. Profe, shout out Profe, um, Profe Lowry, also known Woo-hoo. as Brenda. Hi, Brenda. <laughs> um, hi, Brenda. Uh, that's weird for me to call you that. You'll always be Profe. <laughs> um, she had us do skits like every week in class. Mm-hmm. It was um, a huge part of our development, and we at some point like we had to get up in front of class and and speak, especially mm-hmm. and speaking in another language is like a whole new intimidating like level of intimidation. So um, yeah, so I I haven't played guitar for people in a while, but I think I'd be much more comfortable with it now than I would have been when I was yeah you know ten, oh, ten years ago when I, I mean, was in high school. I, I Ooh, yeah I mean weird. I feel like you'll get there like yeah now you're running a podcast which a couple years ago you weren't comfortable with being yeah. you know yeah forward so facing maybe, like that so maybe someday I'll play the guitar yeah I think uh, I don't travel as much as Sarah I like to go places but um, I spend a lot of money on clothes mm. and uh, and Disneyland go to you Disney. do love Disneyland I love Disney well, I go we'll have I try to go, to go like five times a year five and, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> I went twice in like a month this year. Just It just like worked out. My friend had her birthday there. And then um, another friend, there was a concert there that I wanted to go to. And so I texted my friend was like, do you want to go to a concert and then go to Disney the next day? And she's like, yeah. Do you have like a, a Disney pass? No, or? but no. I think I'm going to get one this you year. Should, because yeah. um, it's kind of, it's kind of nuts that I don't have one. Because there are some weekends that I like get out of bar or something. I'm mm-hmm. like, I should just drive up to Disney yeah. right now. And I don't even mind going by myself. My first PGA show, <laughs> my first That's PGA awesome. show, um, there was like a whole, we were there a little early and uh, there was a whole day of setup that I didn't have to be there for. Mm-hmm. And so um, everybody was like at the convention center and I was like, man, I don't I don't really want to go. Did like, you go to Disney I World? I did. I went to Disney World by myself. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Disney was, World is actually amazing. It I, was so much fun. I, I would have done time. the same thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was super fun. Um, so yeah, I love to go to Disneyland. Nice. That's that's my thing. That yeah, that's awesome. I yeah. would have never guessed that. <laughs> well, you probably would think that if there was like a Bachelor Land, like that's where I would go. Yeah. Well, speaking of like Bachelor, like yeah. that's kind of one of the things that you love to binge watch, right? Oh yeah, I love reality television um, along with crime television, mm-hmm. and I uh, I've watched the bachelor for the last like few years and um people always are like this is ridiculous <laughs> like this is the most ridiculous television show and i'm like hey this is a chance for me to shut my brain off like yeah. i i look at screens all the time i tell stories and all this stuff this is something that's literally like laid out for me and i know that it is a little out there and mm-hmm. like people are like it's produced and i'm like yeah but i don't not watching it because i think it's like a hundred percent authentic not that i'm saying that it's not chris harrison thank you for doing our intro i love you you know that um and your girlfriend (laughs) is amazing and um anyways i um and i just really get i get really invested somehow into like the people that are on the show especially the ones that make it a little ways but i've gotten to meet a few people and they're like no like it really is it's it's pretty real Mm -hmm. like we you know like most of their conversations even if they're directed a little bit by producers i mean what these people are saying and feeling is real because that's all that they're living for probably about two months Mm -hmm. so 
I will defend The Bachelor okay. as long well, what as about I possibly like can. Other, and Survivor. What about like, so you do watch other reality TV shows? Then, I do. Too. I'm not like a Real Housewives person or like a 90 Day 90, 90 day Fiance. Um, I've been, people have told me that I should watch it. I haven't no. yet. Um, <laughs> I know if I watched Real Housewives, I would be a Beverly Hills fan because I love Teddy Mellencamp. Um, she's a, she has an, a fitness program called All In by Teddy and mm. er something like that something along those lines um and she's been on a podcast that i listen to i where we were going with this is that i listen to a lot of bachelor podcasts like i listen to podcasts in general which is probably why i like to be on one now um but i think it's a really cool medium and a lot of the people that come out of bachelor world end up with a podcast (laughs) so um whether or not it's actually about the bachelor doesn't really matter there's a few that aren't there's a few that are um, I my favorites. I love listening to Caitlin's podcast off the vine. She has three different versions of it that come out each week now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to listen to Scrubbing In with Becca Tilly, who was a contestant on two seasons of The Bachelor, and then her friend Tanya Rad. And they don't talk about Bachelor stuff. Becca just happened to be on there. Sometimes they bring people in to talk about like current things happening there, but they do a lot of like different things. And Tanya is like the most. Mm-hmm encouraging like incredible person to listen to especially as like a young woman because she's in her early 30s and she is always like challenging herself and reinventing certain things and like mm-hmm. I, it's so cool i would 100 percent recommend listening to scrubbing in it's one of like my favorite listens every week mm-hmm. that's awesome i'll, I'll check that one out yeah check it out yeah. but you you have a little different taste yeah in yeah. media than i do because yeah. i'm all sports and reality over so, here uh, i'll have to admit i'm not a reality tv fan i that's, just feel like i can't do it out. yeah i mean i feel like my brain cells are dying every time <laughs> i try to watch it um so i need something a little bit more sub with substance i i'm a big movie fan especially anything that is like mysterious or has like a good plot uh that keeps you on the edge Mm -hmm. i love those kind of shows and movies yeah um i'm obviously a big fan of stranger things um umbrella academy is a good series and i just finished the series um called dark on netflix Mm. these are all i've heard about it so yeah so dark is basically similar to um to Stranger Things, um, but it was it's a European version, so it's oh. all the actors are German. They speak German, but there are English subtitles. So that was amazing. See, I don't know if Highly I could recommend. Make it, that. it was good. I don't think so either, but um, it's a lot easier than you would think. Okay. So it was really good. I highly recommend it. Oh, well, so. we'll have to um, maybe we'll give something that we would recommend, like listening to or watching, yeah. every once in a while, because I think people would like hearing like the different things that we talk about especially even like music tastes yeah like, what we're listening to and that's good well i hope through this podcast that you feel like you've gotten to know us a little bit better we are um i like to think that we're like pretty dynamic people yeah for the most part i think so i think so um next week we're actually going to talk about how to get millennial specifically millennial women into the game of golf Mm -hmm. um i was gonna tell a joke but uh sarah's already heard it so say it again i love it all right it was a really good joke it's a a good dad it's not my joke but i think it's really funny um what did the sushi say to the bee hmm what wasabi ha 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 (laughs) 
Thank you. Thank you for thank you for the laugh. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to listen to any of our other podcasts with people like Amanda Balionis, Caitlin Bristow, Onyx Sorenstam, um, or you know Julie Williams, we had some junior golfers. I mean, I'll just name them all, but. Go listen to them. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. Until then, we'll see you next time on Girls and Golf.